Jacob Wayne, and with me as always is the slippery and slidey Kellen Gibbons. That's a slidey noise, a slippery noise. Are we gonna have to do a slide whistle right there? I'll do it. That's my best, but that's what you get. We don't, right. I don't have that patch, I don't have that effect, that soundboard. I want a soundboard so bad, but that's for Someday. a future show. It'll happen. Then we become a wacky morning radio show. <laughs> WWB the bird. The bird. <laughs> yeah. It could be like more soundboard than like voice. At least 50 parts. It's <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. But how has your week been, sir? Oh, it's been pretty good. Had some good little snowstorm come through up here that's but that's uh, true not it's been insane other places like got the storms that we usually get in places that aren't supposed to get them almost like the climate changed hmm. mm. interesting i'm sorry just to get right into that i have no idea where you're going with that but uh we'll, we'll get to it uh yeah let's uh in general i was laid out all week um, it's looking very likely that I have diverticulitis. I guess I got to do the official doctor visit, but I'll spare the listeners all the details to that. I highly recommend looking it up. But basically, when you have a diverticulitis attack, it's like you're pregnant with a little demon child. Oh, no. And it's like... It's you don't know where he's gonna come out. He might come out of your mouth, your back, your asshole. Like, ah, it's just mother of lord. So I've been a little out of it this week. Like it was cold, but I was really uh, laid up on the couch and just watching movies, trying to not think about my stomach. And damn, for the listeners, listeners that give a shit, I feel like I've really wrapped my head around what I need to do to manage it and. Keep it from coming back, you know. It's a little like uh, the crabs, or hurt the herp. Yeah, <laughs> but w- way sexier. So, ladies, yeah, I'm really like setting up a nice case for myself with this podcast, aren't I? It's like haven't been laid in over four years. Last episode, and now my colon's failing. <laughs> well, diverticulitis sounds like a fancy disease. Like you have scuba gear. So, you're like it's like when you come up from scuba diving too fast yeah 
to like the untrained ear, you know. Mm-hmm. So you could work that angle. We have some caviar and a side of diverticulitis. Ooh. So before we get into that uh, winteriness, um, let's do our alcohol thing. You ready? Indeed. Three, two, one. <laughs> I already opened mine, so I just made the noise. That's okay with me. Got to get at least one good snap in there. Indeed. I'm just doing the classic, man. Wasatch Brewery. Devastator. Double Bach Lager. Oh, uh, man. The forbidden beer for me. We'll get into that in just a moment. Okay. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a thicker beer for sure. It's strong. It's like 8%. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just it felt right. I've been taking it easy all week and not touching it, and it's like, all right, it's winter time. That feels right. But uh, what are you sipping on? Oh, real quick, do they still have the same label, or did they change the label on that? They changed it. I mean, you're thinking of the one with the horses coming up over the Mormon temple, right? Yeah, like blasting through the state building and the temple. Yeah, Which I know they changed it. It's a great image, but it's like uh, I can see how it's like kind of a busy image as well. Yeah. So they just kind of streamlined it, and it's like orange and brown now. It just has a pretty straightforward like devastator, and it has like a earthquake fault line crack through it. Nice. I think they kind of just restructured all their bottles. So I was wondering okay. if they yeah. did that one too. Yeah, they're all looking a little different. I had a slightly harder time spotting it. But, nice. uh, yeah, what are you sipping on? I'm seeing, I got the one that you uh, you probably see around the house a lot. I got the Stone IPA, just straight up IPA. It's, it's mm-hmm. got the upside down label that they're doing right now. No stone unturned or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tasty. Those are those are good. Um, you know, the casual drinkable beer is the Montucky around here. And if we're going to go a little bit harder, but it's, it's going to be a day. It's like might be a little bit of Stone IPA. There you go. So what's your deal with the Devastator? Well, I you know, it says it right on the label, but I, I did not heed the warning. And I got Devastator. Wasatch? <laughs> Wasatch yourself. <laughs> Wasatch yourself. Yeah. You Wasatch yourself. This is Jakey Two Shits. You take two shits in the morning. That's how you know it's Jakey Two Shits. <laughs> there you go. See, I, I don't even remember when it was now, but some just one night I drank a Devastator and I got very sick and the Devastator came back. And once it came back and it tasted the same, I just can't drink it anymore. Like the, just having that happen to it, and it ruined most Doppelbox for me too. Like the Bach taste just kind of has this weird brown gravy taste to me now, and I just don't like them that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's good to hear though that you're you seem to be a functioning drinker. That if you throw one up, you're like, ah, that flavor not so great. I, on the yeah. other hand, during my 
uh, Steel Reserve Earthquake Malt Liquor Days up in Seattle and a little bit in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, might have had a little bit of a problem or something, you know? Go puke after four or five of them. And we're like, the night's not over. You just go get another one. <laughs> yeah, just, that. Yeah. That is an interesting thing is, is uh, this could be a whole little segment. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll tease with it a little bit. And if you like it, we can go further into it. But it's like that concept of drinking and not becoming a fucking slob. So it's a hard uh-huh. line for some. It's, you know, easy for some. There seems to be those dudes that can just like, I have, you know, one to four beers every other night and I'm good. And I turn into a 70 to 80 year old man who has a touch of scotch and still get out and jog in the morning. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. It's just like a machine, but shout out to Bert Flyfler. <laughs> um, but like yeah there's a little pocket of time in my life where it's like I just gotta get fucked up and it's just gotta be the strongest malt liquor cause it gets the job done and it's cheap so you don't waste a bunch of money you just get fucked up quick and it had the three little red things on it I remember it mm-hmm. and I think uh there was somebody who let's see if I can find this quote real quick, but uh there's one other person who was uh was a comedian I'm trying to think of two things at once now, so maybe we'll move on if I can't think of it quick enough, but um he talked about I'll think of his name as I'm talking about it. He talked about how what people chase with uh, sexual experience or drugs. Or, like, basically any kind of addict. What they're seeking is that perfect moment in the universe where everything clicked. And Uh they think it's about the beer, but it really wasn't. It was about the spontaneity of the moment of, oh, my God, I feel alive. I'm 23 years old, and I'm staying up till 3, partying with these people that I never thought I'd get along with. And it's all great, and... It's a misty, rainy summer night, and the mood is perfect, and all the songs are clicking perfectly. And that's what you're chasing, is that yep. serendipitous moment in your life. And so you're like, it must have been the beer that did that, so then you just keep drinking. And if one beer's not doing it, you're like, it must be I'm not doing enough. And, and don't get me wrong, if you get fucking smashed... If it's a good night, you can turn it into some kind of weird fun, no matter what. Like, another comedian, uh, Doug Stanhope, I mean, he makes a great point that people who drink, they have basically are creating solutions for their boredom. They're sitting yeah. at the airport, they're bored as fuck, they go to the bar, get a drink, suddenly they're talking to the guy next to him, he's showing him pictures of his dog, they're basically taking pictures and exchanging numbers on their way to the gate. Yeah. And he's just like, I have a solution. Those of you that showed up sober to come see me. Like, what if I'm not funny? You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Beers are necessary. 
It's uh, you should watch that special, by the way. Beer Hall Putts by Doug Stanhope. It's amazing. It's one of probably one of my favorite specials ever. The more I listen to it, nice. Um, but the other comedian, he's the guy that does the Batman for the uh college comedy video thing. He's like, ah, I am the knight. Like, his lower lip hangs open. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. It's been a minute. Can you not think of the guy's name? Oh, no. I'm terrible at that. Okay. I almost got it. I apologize to the listeners, but we got to do this now. Pete Holmes. There it is. Oh, but yeah. He, he's, he's got his own podcast. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but... Yeah, he has great observations on stuff like that, and... I I really identify with that because yeah I think for a long time there there was this amazing electricity to being a young college student and working on early Fakoshka stuff and all that stuff and I took it with me to China and just everything got exploded in terms of visual and cultural stimulation yeah so I was like yeah pour alcohol on top of that and it's gonna be incredible. And I mean, it was until it stopped being so incredible, you know? Yep. And uh, I think, well, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to look up this last quote and then we can move on. Well, I think, uh, I think the, I guess it was P. Holmes that said it, you know, you're, you're, they're just chasing the wrong thing with it. It is a nice, Mm -hmm. a nice topping, but you do have to have something to put it on. You can't just eat yeah. caramel sauce all the time. To me, well, it sounds like yeah. what I feel when I'm like camping or backpacking and stuff. So I'd say, you know, getting out, getting outside, going out and getting in nature. And then have some beers out there. Maybe then you'll you'll like it and won't need to get into the uh, Everclear or anything. Well, see, my logic with that is I'd have the malt liquors that were cheaper, right? And they're super strong. It's like, but I'll mm-hmm. mix them with like uh, tomato juice. Oop. That'll be healthy, right? <laughs> Clamato. <laughs> Get a little bit of my vegetables in while I'm doing this. Like, I would always try to like try to hack the game that way. That and what? I, it, yeah, it's it's all, as we know, it's all about uh, the balance and discipline. Indeed, there's a time. Once again, another quote from that special from Doug Stanhope. There's a time to be dainty and there's time to be a pig. (laughs) And that's what his mother said right before they helped her commit suicide. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) It's it's an incredible special. Go listen to it. Will do. Um, But I guess unless you got anything else to go on that, we can close it out with this quote. Well, if a brass monkey is uh, malt liquor and orange juice, then malt liquor and tomato juice just seems so much more aggressive. I don't know what it what it, what would that called? Trombone Sally. <laughs> I was gonna say a dirty Randall, but yeah, I like trombones. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like brass. No, I guess brass is a section though. Trombone is merely an instrument. <laughs> there you go. Mm. I, I took it to the different brass. <laughs> to the top oh. brass. 
uh, a woodwind bonobo. No, it's bad. No, that's that's too <laughs> fancy. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd ever be able to say it. No one could order it. Mm, wait a minute. It's coming to me. Hmm. A percussion macaque. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be an aggressive drink to order at a bar. I'm in. Give me the percussive per- macaque. This is Jakey Two Shits here. <laughs> me the percussive macaque. They're like, who's cack? I said macaque. <laughs> if you think you have a better name for tomato juice and a Colt 45, then uh, write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. Ooh. But the quote. Okay. Um, this is Charles Bukowski. You ever read any of his stuff? Um, not uh, not much. As heard some lots of quotes and such, and talked about him a little bit with people that have read him. I need to read a lot more of his stuff, but I have read Ham on Rye, and I think the reason I didn't read more of his stuff is that he does have just such a plain everyday man kind of way of writing and. His, just the way his words come together uh-huh. that I'm reading it and I'm kind of like waiting to see exactly what it is and it's basically just him writing about his life a little bit but just it is kind of in this weird detached almost novelesque way and I, I definitely need to dive deeper to understand him but he is just kind of like an alcoholic hero like, if you're thinking of these, like, alcoholic writers that just, like, gave themselves to the drink, he's probably one of the ones you would think of, I would imagine. And once again, if you're a giant Charles Bukowski fan, write us and tell me how I'm wrong, but... Because I definitely need to know more, but... One line I remember from it is he's talking about one of the first times he gets drunk as, like, a teenager or something. And... He's talking about how he's laying on the park bench and it starts to kick in or something like that. And it says the park grass looked greener, the park benches looked better, and the flowers were trying harder. And I'm like, yeah, that that's what getting drunk feels like to me. Is when it's going good, just the music seems seems to bang harder. Like. Everything's a little more skadoodly. It's a little more alive. And it, there's a weird, sad moment when you start to do it too much and too hard that suddenly it like it reverses itself. And then you're like drinking and you're, you feel like what it does to your body and look around and you see what it does to everything. And, you yeah. know, it, it really gets into... And we'll, we could maybe save this for the philosophy section, but uh, it, it it makes you wonder, like, those big thoughts about, man, what where would humanity be if, rather than alcohol, like, mushrooms or marijuana became the drug of choice? Yeah, true. And because it, it's like, alcohol, as great as it is, it's, it's led to some terrible 
wild decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad in excess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, all in moderation, yes, sir. Indeed, that's so. the answer. Cheers. Indeed. Now let's go fucking get naked and run around. <laughs> so that was wow. That was kind of a long beginning section, but whatever. Um, let's get into the the winteriness you're talking about. You said there was some kind of climatey changey something. Yeah, well, you know, normally here we get like a bunch of snow and it gets really really cold, but it, it kind of got a little cold. But then over there in the on the Midwest, down in Texas, up up into Oklahoma, like that's all through there just got slammed by our usual weather and like well below, you know, like a, a really bad year for us, like hitting all mm-hmm. through there where there's no snow plows, they're just not ready for it. So shit kind of hit the fan down there. So. Yeah. Shout out to all the people. There's lots of places that you can go donate to help people out. Like, literally, you know, saving people's lives the last couple of days. I think it is warming up down there now, luckily. Yeah. I think uh, a major part of being laid out this week, I guess I could have sat on my phone and been up to date real easily. But, you know, just my headspace was somewhere else. So I kind of lightly touched in on it. But, uh some of the photos of it and everything is just, it's insane. And yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, I want to get into it lightly, but I also don't want us to just turn into this. What feels like a left wing, just let's shit on right wing stuff every week, but they just give us so much to talk about. Yeah. Very shit onable. And, I guess the main thing is it's it's not like oh look who's complaining no it's none of that it's just when I'm reading about it I'm like holy shit I hope people are okay and damn and then some douche I can't even remember who maybe it was Teddy Cruz but came out and was blaming the Green New Deal yeah like wind for power, the power and stuff. grid, yeah. And for as much as I've been able to narrow that down, and I did research it slightly, there were some renewables that failed, but it accounted for eight, something like eight percent of the power grid, and basically every element of the power grid failed. Yeah, the natural so, gas, which is their biggest supplier, like froze. That was the main. Mm-hmm. And they also have a power grid where they wanted it to be independent and cut off from other states because, you know, Lone Star State bullshit. Deregulation for the guy that owns the Cowboys. Right. So, essentially, there's your rugged individualist determinism. You lose all your power. And so that was the first thing I see. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like... You you basically instead of helping out your own constituents, you're busy calling out the other side because you know this looks bad. 
it, it happened all the time. It's like yeah. every time there was a crazy winter storm, they're like, seems awfully cold for global warming. Exactly. And you're like, yeah, that's why people got to quit saying global warming. It's climate change. Basically meaning weather's going to be crazy and sporadic the more you fuck with the temperature. I think it's the simplest way I could put it. I know it's more elaborate than that, but... Yeah. If you make the temperature go up too fast, then weather's going to get fucking nutty. It's like if you turn up the dial on your stove, like, way too huh. quick, and then your, your stew's going to start bubbling weird. Things are going to happen. Yep. Yeah. So... There's that, and then there's... I don't even know his name. It's probably not even worth knowing. The mayor comes out and he says, Well, only the strong will survive. And he writes this giant diatribe about just... You gotta pull yourselves up by your bootstraps, blah, 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 blah. And it's just yep. like, dude, fuck you. And it's like, if... And if you believe in limited government, cool. I can get behind that, and I understand the the sentiment but if there's anything for the government to exist for it's the power grid and oh let's make sure we all can stay warm and like there's a functioning infrastructure for us to participate in the market of free ideas and trade exactly but you know, and, and then, of course, there's Ted Cruz, whose daughters kidnapped him and took him down to Cancun. What what timing? We had a plan for weeks. Yeah. And luckily, people at the airport were able to snap pictures of the victim. And we were able yeah. to get him home. It was like, uh, <laughs> I haven't thought about her name in years. Is it Emily Smart? Oh yeah, that's yep, not that's Emily. Right. It's Emily. I think so. Isn't it? Goddamn, Elizabeth. No, it's Elizabeth Smart. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was a crazy Utah story. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's my rant on that. But how do you feel about it? No, I agree, and I think all the things I've seen, like when a a podcaster I follow, like, kind of called out, you know, he did drop a little thing on, on Texas, but he's not talking about the people. Of course, we're not actually wishing harm to anybody. Well, it's just Texans... like, we're calling out the people in charge that are, like, you're in that situation because of your elected officials. It's not your fault. We're calling out them. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Texans are great people, just like people from every state in this country. I'm sure there's the stereotypical Texan that, yeah, fuck that guy a little bit. But sometimes even the stereotypical Texan is a lot of fun. True. It's it's just, are you a nice guy or not? Indeed. You know, like stereotypical New Yorker. It's just like, oh, God. You know, like, but, or it's like, oh, my God, perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's It's just how nice you are and, like, how much you're concerned for your fellow man and your fellow countrymen and i know texas is always flirting with like we're kind of our own thing but yeah now you're you're one of us you know what texas reminds me of it's like the second oldest yeah it's like the the second oldest and it's like your older sister and 
She's just pissed that she's not the oldest. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be okay, Texas. She's like, fuck, I'm right, fire, fuck, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it like that. I don't know, but yeah. if, if you can't secede from the power grid, you can't secede from the union. That's true. Well, you know, we'll, you'll survive. You're but tough. you see, we're, we're already doing it. <laughs> we're, we're taking what the politicians said about their state and then throwing it at it. And then Texans are like, hey. But that's, that's your but politician, so just remember that. All I'm saying, yeah, there's it's kind of like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. If you keep voting for these fuckers, like, I think you can find a liberal style Texan who will give you what you need and allow you to continue to be like, you know what? Fuck the government in general, though, and I'd like to be independent and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot of conservatives would be surprised by how down most liberals are with that. There is that little yeah. new wing of liberals where they want the government to come in and regulate everything. And that is creepy. And I think there is a lot of us that want big government programs for things that we're at, we all pay into, like healthcare and education and whatnot. And, but in general, it's like, yeah, let's get the government out of our lives. And I think that they can provide healthcare give your kid a general education that just helps them get a job. It's not even really their best education. I yeah. mean, I feel like education is more about learning how to socialize with other people and just get the basics. And then after that, you know, college, I think is maybe not, I don't know. It's hard to say if it's as good as it used to be or not. But it's, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all of education. You have to always be yeah. educating yourself. Like and trade schools and stuff are just fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like basically expand your mind and learn. And, and that's what's good about college is it teaches you how to write and research and refine your ideas and edit. And, you know, it teaches you to question things and... There is a certain point where once college is done and you enter the real world, you are like, oh, I need to keep educating myself or I'm just going to kind of slip back into this. You know, just every day I wake up, I do this, I pour the coffee, I go to work, I come home, I jack off, eat pizza, watch my shows. I think and I think a lot of people think that's the American dream. So I'm trying yeah, to wrench maybe. it away, you live cucks and your science. <laughs> You said it's a horse shit. Tell me where this snow be coming from. I know it's Jesus's coke. Somebody spilled it and he's pissed. All these college professors are liberals. How how can that be? <laughs> That's like my favorite one. It's just like, uh, hmm, it gets so yeah, bad. How when, can that be? When you go to the place with all the books and critical thinking, like liberal ideas come out, it's like, hmm. There's That's that old school quote. It's like facts have a liberal bias. Yep. A well known. And it's like it's a snotty thing to say, but it's pretty much true. And they keep making it more true. I have a recently unfollowed 
uh, person on my social media who he mm-hmm. finally crossed the line. But yeah, for the longest time, he was always posting like, what about our facts? It's like, you're, that's not you how don't, it works. Yeah, there's not, that's, yeah. I will both sides this though a little bit. It's like, what about our facts? It reminds me of the same thing that I hear on the left. It's just like, that's my truth. I'm True. Like, um, no, there's the truth. It is the same thing. Yeah. If they're if they're referencing facts in that, then yeah, they're totally wrong. Both sides for sure in that case. Do you think it's possible to create a liberal conservative? Hmm. And what, like, oh, that's what I think you and me both agree. That's what we all need to become. To I think to, uh, to a degree, <laughs> it's a socialist libertarian. Yeah, that's a really old form of political thought, and I think it needs some refinement. But honestly, every time I read about it, I'm in general, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it could work with the right balance. And then some people hear socialist libertarian what are you fucking stupid <laughs> like they're like how, how do those two go together it's like well it's it's a matter of where you localize it and yeah i don't know i feel like most people that i'm close with when you take that little grid test on the political thing it's yeah they kind of land there it's like we don't land yeah. that far away from each other and we yeah. always kind of think we are cuz in conversation I'll be like, man, you are such a fucking hippie. And I'll be like, oh, just, yeah, man, you're just, you're all about that bottom line, getting that dollar. And it's like, no, not really. All about the same. Which is what's so insidious about what politics has turned into in this country is they've gotten really good at just like how to wedge people apart on specific issues. That's why they call them wedge issues. Oh, and yeah, and just like, that also comes back to people not like reading and studying and looking into shit and seeing that happening and like exactly. voting voting by party line, not by facts. Well, and I vote by my truth. Well, my truth suggests that I only pay partial attention to my candidate so long as that he's better than that Hillary witch demon creature thing. And yeah. then that's good enough. It wasn't good enough. He was way worse. Uh, yeah. I think there is a time to be pragmatic. And I had a lot of my Bernie bro friends that were also ladies. And I I love Bernie too. He was my candidate of choice. And, but it's just like, let's be pragmatic here though. Do you want to live four years of Hillary, four years of Trump? And blew my mind how many people had a hard time with that. It's just like, yeah, Hillary sucks. I can't stand her, but easily four more years of her. Please. Like, it's not even a question. She at least <laughs> understands how this all functions. She understands how the kingdom functions that takes yeah. advantage of us. I don't want to give it to the crazy man who's dividing us up, who doesn't know how it functions, and then let it all collapse. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I want to try to fix the kingdom. I don't want to see it burn. Yeah, but unfortunately, still... I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and they're and they're all the same people who also like hate the people who could actually fix it. So there's more more stupidity going on. But 
And that's why I would say I, I might have said this before, but if I have it, I'm sure I say it a bunch in my private life. The people are to blame just as much as the media and politicians. If the people do not educate themselves, it's basically that quote. I know we said it one during one episode is if you don't turn on to politics, politics will turn on you. Exactly. And essentially anything in life, if you don't understand how things work and how they function and how to decipher bad information from good information, then you deserve the news media you get. You deserve the entertainment you get and you deserve the politicians you get. If you educate yourself, your entertainment will elevate your entertainment networks will be like, wow, they're not watching the stupid shit we keep throwing up. We might have to elevate what we put on the air. Imagine that. Like, politicians are the same deal. It's like, wow, they're really not chewing on this Jewish space laser thing. I might have to come up with a healthcare program that'll help them out of their current squalor. Yeah. But, if you find yourself like sad about a certain radio personality who passed away in the last week, like, yeah, you just might want to just think about things. That might help. Yeah. You'll get some better radio dudes because that guy sucked. He really did, and and I truly don't want to speak ill of the dead and rub that one in. Like, rest in peace for his family's sake. I don't believe anybody's beyond redemption. And if people believe in an afterlife, I hope I hope an afterlife is something more like you have to deal and sit and truly feel everything that you did in life. Some people could maybe define that as hell, but the problem I always had with hell is that it's eternal, right? Like there's no education. Yeah. It's just brutal punishment. And so I would hope that if there is an afterlife that he just gets shown the pain he caused and can gets an opportunity to learn empathy and maybe it's reincarnation or some shit. He's like, all right, so did you learn anything this time? All right, you ready to go back? Or it's like, no, I'm going to stick around up here for me. Okay, cool. You know, or there's just he died and it's fucking infinite darkness for him and then Mm -hmm. it's up to us to like try to turn that into a positive and not just grow more negativity and nastiness from his strong whale whale of negativity so yeah yeah i think he was a terrible guy but i you know it it, after working with kids and stuff i kind of think what turned him into that like, what was the system in place to turn him into that? What, did he have fucked up parents? Did this? Did he have a synapse that wasn't firing correctly in his brain? Like, yeah, I just, I just don't believe in pure evil. And we basically have to prevent the next Rush Limbaugh from happening. If we can, by by being empathetic and caring about each other. Yeah, and. Perhaps that's always going to be the futile journey of humanity is it's always good versus evil, but it's really more about the healthy and the broken. Yep. And, And, yeah. And I do think it kind of was like we just, like you said, 
like politically, we've just kind of let it get away from us a little bit. And I think people are paying attention. We are getting progressive ideas in into politics now. We are getting people that represent more of us in there now. So hopefully that'll continue. It'll all be good. And we can keep Florida man out. Mm-hmm. I did hear one interesting thing from a guy that works on the Lincoln Project, which was a bunch of conservatives and Republicans that worked to make sure Trump didn't get reelected. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with those guys in general, but I appreciate the help with that. And something one of them said, if I wish I could remember his name, but he uh, talked about how we... And, you know, you always have to kind of question the genuine nature of his statement. It's like, do you really care that much? Like, if it came down to it and we did this thing that you're requesting, would that actually get you to be more cooperative and bipartisan? Or is it just a thing you say because it sounds nice? But he said that he feels like a lot more conservatives would get on board with larger government programs and spending if it was more brutally efficient in terms of where the money goes, how it gets carried out, who's in charge of it. And I think I could agree with that. I think there's certainly an element of we pay our taxes and we don't know exactly where they're going. Uh And there's a lot of dirty money and think, you know, just basically paper exchanging hands and, there is that sense of like, well, what's in this gigantic spending bill? And then, yeah, there's pork barreling and all this other stuff that makes you realize that, oh, wow, they're just tacking on all this stuff. And we saw it with the first uh, COVID stimulus where money was going to people like going to people like Tom Brady. And you're like, he doesn't need it. Yeah, what the hell? What you, like, what are you doing? And so that's where people feel like the government's rigged and fixed and so it's just like all right so how do we create these bigger spending bills for healthcare and you know uh, a retirement program for people that's actually efficient and we have to basically call it out and close loopholes and make sure that people aren't taking advantage of the system and I think that that's something that people on the left could work on in terms of like, yeah, it it isn't just a free handout. This is a program and we've checked the math very specifically and this is where it goes. And if you don't match the criteria, we, we might be a little more bleeding heart and concern, but sorry, you didn't match the thing. You have to learn how this works and come back and so on and so forth. Sure. But uh, I think that would be a place to start. We've, we've been trying to think of these bridges over the last uh, few podcasts since the election. And I think that's a way we could start. I hope so. Anyways, good God. Hey, oh, we talked about out. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, what do you want to get into? Yeah, I think I think we could probably just get into our 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 normal segments. Get into some philosophy, maybe. Yeah, are you ready? Um, well, 
let's do a couple couple quick things. I watched a bunch of good movies this week. Um, watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but we'll talk about that in a future episode, just since it's a thing I'd really like to actually talk about. Nice. And watch two great movies, and we'll... This will be kind of... You can go watch them and then come back to the next episode and we'll, we'll discuss. We'll re- review. Um, go watch The Trial of the Chicago 7. That's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And then watch Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. They're Ooh. very linked stories in a way. Well, I think they're linked, definitely, but... You know, you decide. Okay. But uh, they uh, have elements of the Black Panther movement. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah is way more about that. And um, that's basically a biographical drama of Fred Hampton, who's the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in the late 1960s. Uh-huh. And the trial of the Chicago 7 is an American historical legal drama written by Aaron Sorkin, who's a great writer. I mean, we could list all the great things he's done, and we'll discuss it more in the future. But it was a group of anti-Vietnam War protesters charged with conspiracy and crossing state lines with the intention of inciting riots at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Oh. So there's a part where one of the members of the Black Panther gets thrown on their trial as like an eighth um, person to charge. And the guy from the other movie, the Fred Hampton. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's in that movie too. And so oh. a, a major event that occurs in both films happens. And I just, they, they pair together very well. So, I highly recommend watching both of them. So anyway, that's the nice. quick movie thing. And rest in peace to you, Roy, Jamaican vocalist who defined dancehall and presaged hip hop. Died at seventy eight, so he had a nice long life. But uh, yeah, he's that original like dancehall getting up there and buda buda bang wow, like all that, you know, just kind of getting the flow of just talking. Yeah. And nice. uh, yeah, a lot of the I didn't really realize how much of hip hop in New York had those Caribbean roots, and it's fascinating stuff. So check out you, Roy, and look into the history of it, and you'll be able to appreciate the roots of uh, hip hop and rap a little more. Nice. Yeah. Whew. That sounds good. All right. Oh, so, and uh, on the music mm-hmm. note, a uh, little shout out. It's it, it, this just got announced. Um, it was, I guess, it was actually before our last episode. I just missed it. Um, it's coming out on March twenty sixth. New album from Doctor Lonnie Smith. Uh, okay. So he's back to Blue Note Records. He this is his third album since he returned to Blue Note Records. So. Uh, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of good musicians. Apparently there's two songs on there with Iggy Pop. That's Hell interesting. Yeah. So, should be good. March 26th. Watch out for that. He's like a living legend. So Awesome. 
No, yeah, I definitely know the name, but I gotta listen to him more. Yeah, his one album, Too Damn Hot, I'm sure I've recommended. I'm sure we've listened to that, so, actually. Yep, I think we did. Um, also, I guess as far as new releases go, there's a new single from Gojira. Oh. Who I think is one of the few metal bands in today's day and age that really just nails it. And yeah, they're just awesome. every every time they got a new thing coming out, I'm like, oh, and get all excited. And I mean, I like my classic metal things like Cannibal Corpse and whatnot, but Gojira, you know, they're a little more proggy and almost it's it's weird to say, but almost like poppy in a way, but only in the sense that it, they've really got a refined take on their songs. Yeah, I think there, there's almost like a similarity with uh, Devin Townsend. It's not that, I mean, Devin Townsend will do a straight up pop record if he wants to. Yeah, but like, it's just his refined ability of mixing everything and making it just pristine. And I think they have that quality to a degree. Yeah. So they got a new track. Um, let's remind myself what the name of that was. I haven't even heard that one yet. I'm excited to check that out now. Mm-hmm. Born for One Thing. Ooh. And the album will be called Fortified, I believe. Or Fortify, something like that. Huh. Or wait. Yeah, Fortitude. <laughs> oh, okay. you're born for one thing. Fortitude. For the cheat. Yeah. Robanity. Yeah. They like our song. That's clearly the inspiration, which I understand. It's a, it, it's a good song. It, it should be influencing. Well, if we're getting into pretentious paths on our own back, you want to get <laughs> into the philosophy section? It seems like a good time. Yeah. We got a new uh, burn for that, yeah? Oh, yeah, the new stinger. Let's hear that lovely little piece. What? Preposterous. Haberdashery. Yes. I dare say. Don't help. Quite. Think dates. Delightful. Fantastic. Yes, yes. All right, you heard that sound, you know what it means? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, here's our philosophy question for the week. Can something be at two places at the same time? I don't know how that's philosophy, but uh, what do you think? Well, <laughs> that's getting into like quantum physics or something, right? Yeah, Schrodinger's box and stuff. The let me see if I can remember this. Didn't they do that study where um that the particle stayed still until it was being observed and then it moved? So yeah. in a in a sense that the act of observation made it move. So in a way you could say that it stayed still and moved at the same time, because if you don't observe it, it's there. Yeah. 
So I'm going to say probably. Oh, yeah. With our limited human perception. Seems reasonable. But don't get crazy with it. Don't be like, yeah, man, it's like you can astral project into my soul. Like, mm. just like, hey, calm down. <laughs> yeah, something, too. People's a lot of things all put together in a person. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to figure that out at a, yeah, like basically a quantum level. Uh, like basically the the elements that make up cells and atoms and uh, yeah it's like a proton or electron that they were observing that yeah, yeah. i don't know it's a uh, like i don't even remember and there's people that have spent so much time on that and i think there's just an element of i wish people would just slow down and realize we're barely out of the jungle it's like you don't yeah. have to have all the answers right now like just think about how crazy it is that we can even observe that yeah think on that for a while the whole yeah how can we even observe it yeah and people will be like see that's why the earth is flat and that's all a bunch of gobbledygook it's like no (laughs) not that either but (laughs) an overwhelming amount of people have put time and research into this to the point where yeah, it might not be certain conclusions that some of them draw, but I'll definitely go with them before I go with, well, it's probably nothing if they don't have answers for me. Anyway, let's go to church and compare compare clothes. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, there's your conclusions. and Where'd you get those? Oh, a book. It's been rewritten, 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 rewritten. And when it was okay. first written, it still wasn't an eyewitness account. Yeah. It's all a bunch of metaphors, like, because they have to be metaphors, otherwise it's, you're insane. Yeah. Seven-headed beast. Like, okay. People living over up to about a thousand years old. What are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, I don't know how to mu- get much deeper with that. That's what so, I was kind of thinking. That one, that one's kind of just like, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> but but let's. Can you read it one more time? Can something be at two places at the same time? My wife. Whoa. Hey yo. <laughs> I don't. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to become a quantum quantum scientist to find that out. You gotta get mainly spot. because he's the one that's sleeping with my wife. Hey yo. You gotta get a PhD to get some two shits jokes. Somebody's gotta observe me so I can skedaddle over there and give him a talking to and a rap on the chin. Messing with my gal. My toots. <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, that's good enough for me on the philosophy section. Indeed. What's next? The Dear Jacob Wayne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lovely. So, here we go. 
Dear Jacob Wayne, due to COVID, I have not seen a single friend since October. Since October. I don't know why I said it that way. My boyfriend hangs out with a rotation of his friends, two at a time ish, and has never invited Gross. me. Gross. <laughs> ish. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the ish? That's what I'm wondering. Jessica. <laughs> I brought up how it upsets me that he has not asked me to join, ever. He said, no, baby, my friends are your friends. What? That's a little weird. Well, again, his best friend, whom I have never met but heard a lot about, came to town to visit for the weekend. I haven't been introduced to him or asked to come over, yet again. I'm wondering if he's purposely trying to have me never spend time with his friends? This has happened several times now, and I'm never included. I've expressed that it hurts my feelings and nothing has changed. Now what, Jacob Wayne? Um, well, you have a couple things here. He could be an asshole and cut your losses and just get out of there. Or he's a guy you actually want to be with, which it sounds like you want to be with him. So assuming you're reasonable, you should probably calm down a little bit and slow your roll. Part of this has to do with how long you've been dating, maybe. Yeah. Um, but if you've been dating a while and you're like, I want to meet your friends, and he's like, you will, babe, come on, they're your friends too, but he doesn't invite you ever, then there's probably a problem. Yeah, but I, it doesn't that say... Being, that cool. being said, it's just... Uh, you should have your own friends, and if you want to spend time with just them, he doesn't have to tag along, and vice versa. And, you know, maybe he wanted some more intimate time with his best friend when he was coming to town. And he's just like, not all that. That being said, if you've been dating for like a year or something, maybe even less, like, you know, like three, four months. And you're still not really meeting anybody in his life. Then it's like, how serious is he taking it really? Yeah, that's. That's what I was kind of wondering, like, how long has it been? It all kind of depends on that. Yeah, but I'll tell you, a little bit of the tone of the message makes me understand why he doesn't want to bring you around his friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like, hey, you just seem really like, oh, what the fuck? What? You know, like, but I guess it really depends on that timeline. Yeah. If this is like, a month or two in and it's been a really slow start to like a COVID era relationship then yes calm down and if he doesn't want you around that much then tell him to fuck off find a new guy exactly that's the real answer here and it also says I have not seen a single friend since October but COVID's COVID started in like March or February so like Kind of yeah, weird. we're we're not even quite <laughs> up the to rest a year, year on it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she did say COVID specifically, assuming that it started in COVID. Well, she just says I have not seen a single friend since October, which I just thought was weird because you should have not been seeing friends well before that, probably. And at this point, mm. if you just stay six feet apart and wear a mask, you're probably okay. I don't know where you. It depends on where you live. Well, I think guess. about that. That's an interesting layer to it that I didn't think about which is uh, she hasn't seen a single one of her friends 
but she's mad about seeing his friends with him. Like, yeah, he won't. And he's maybe like, dude, she's crazy about this COVID thing. She won't even go see her own friends. So I'm not Uh, even going to bother. True. There you go. So maybe it's because you're crazy paranoid about your COVIDness. Indeed. I don't know. All I would say that if you're being true and honest, you would say, look, baby, I just don't have any friends I really want to see that bad. But when you go over there, I wish I was with you and I would like to meet your friends. And if he's like, I don't know, babe, come on. They're they're your friends, too. If you've apparently never met them (laughs) or hung out with them, then, yeah, they're not your friends, too. Call them out on it. And be like, no, seriously, I'd like to meet them. And then if he's just like, babe, come on, then dump his ass because he doesn't want you to meet him. Or he'll dump your ass for making such a big deal about it. And there you go. Problem's going to get solved either way. Yeah, you both sound like terrible people. (laughs) That's the thing about all these. (laughs) You know how hard it is? This is the hardest part about this show is finding the advice column. That's why we need more people to to yeah, you, write you in gotta write in with actual advice or just like give me your thoughts on this motherfucker you're like doesn't always have to be advice it's just write in with something because these people stink <laughs> uh, yeah but maybe also... that's what it is all the worthwhile shit they're like i don't have time to write in about that i'm living my life yeah true they just sit there and wonder well have <laughs> jacob wayne answer it Instead of the internet. That's the other thing. They're going to the internet for advice where any but any random podcast can pick it up and give it to them. <laughs> Jacob Wayne's advice this week is to hit yourself in the head with a brick, you dummy. <laughs> you give yourself the face sandwich with a bag of nickels. See? <sighs> All right, let's get into the weird news, bro. All right, another tasty stinger. Okay, we got a weird news double for you today. We got we got two of them. So let's do for the one. We'll do the one that hits close to home. Next, we'll start with the one from far away. Okay. Maybe you've uh, maybe you've seen this one. Alaska woman attacked by bear while using outhouse. So, well, out- what was she wearing? <laughs> Nothing. Well, <laughs> well she you gotta uh, watch out for those Alaskan bears. <laughs> well, this outhouse makes me just like this. I just get confused by this story. So I've always pictured an outhouse as the like the bears can smell the menstruation. <laughs> well, I've always thought outhouses were like over a pit, right? Apparently, this one is not. Apparently, this like you can like has a little door you can like walk in. So she sat down, and the bear bit her ass. Wait like, a minute, the bear's in there. It's in the toilet, dude. Like inside the toilet, the pit toilet. It reaches up and bites her ass. That she, bear's a fucking pervert. Yeah. He just got in there. He's just like, can't wait till. See, this is what so. happens now that there's Wi-Fi in Alaska. The bears know what eating ass is, 
and they're yeah. coming for us. The dismal tide. <laughs> I knew the kids would take it too far. It's just like Tide Pods, you're right. Yes. <laughs> eating Mount. ass, eating laundry detergent. <laughs> Thanks to the my face, the bears know that eating ass is fun. <laughs> Thanks a lot, last letter of the alphabet, Jen. <laughs> so, uh, was, yeah. But seriously, what's that bear thing? It was like, God, I hope she ate honey today. <laughs> Come on, honey ass. <sighs> so she goes out salmon. running. <laughs> Probably. If you're in Alaska, you best be eating salmon. Well, I could make it fish. Jo- right, let's go. <laughs> her brother heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse about 150 away, and he found found her tending to her wound. And so he went his got his headlamp and he went in there and he opened the toilet seat and there's a bear just like staring at him. I, I keep interrupting on this one. <laughs> Anytime I run to an outhouse, they're gonna be like, What are you where are you going? I'm tending to a wound. <laughs> I got a wound. There's I got a, a wound needs tending. There's a there's a bear in it. So <laughs> it Winnie's draws. gonna eat my ass. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah they uh they found a they they performed first aid she just it did cause bleeding but it wasn't like really deep and then uh they <laughs> went out the next morning there's bear tracks all over and so sure there's, a, there's an opening in the back victory oh yeah it's like yeah you know this was me but like how that's what i, I just don't get it like there's an outhouse you can like walk into the back like why would there be a door there? So is Why, like you don't sh- want a door. <laughs> is the shitting hole? All I can picture that would make any sense is there's like a little shelf, and then there's a hole that just goes to outside, and then maybe there's like a little hole dug or something. No, but but the dropping off part goes down into a hole, and so there's that space for a bear to just kind of walk up and be like, "Hmm, what's up in there?" Or or the only other thing I can picture is a bear waiting inside a septic tank. That's, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like it more is. It's like there's like the little house with the little bench where the hole is. And then like behind it, there's another little like building. Like there's a door the bear went in. And apparently they think it... it Good did... evening. <laughs> I'm here for my, lo- my ass eating tonight. <laughs> Sir? Well, apparently, the, it could have come out of hibernation to eat ass earlier because there was a poor salmon run this year, combined with a mediocre <laughs> berry crop. Hey, all I'm saying, if it's a poor salmon run, you you smell someone fucking wound knees tendon walking up on you. Yeah, just let me get up there and see if she's been eating honey, man. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like. I don't like. I guess you always kind of look at a toilet before you sit down on it. But I've always been one to scope out outhouses a little closer than just a normal toilet. Just to make bears sure are like, bears are coming up. Or like we used to worry about and, snakes and yeah, like a spider yeah. under the thing. But. Exactly, shit like that. That's what I'm looking for. But you would have seen the bear. So imagine how much more excited the bear would be if it was balls. Oh, God. oh my god, I love these. They're like truffles. <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> the bears definitely prefer balls. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to uh, Alaska then. 
Oh, you, you, you just you don't trust bears just because of one bear's actions? Oh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next story then, I guess. Like, I don't know how to... <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much wrapped that one up. There's That's nothing more is. to say. I like that one a lot, though. Yeah, that was it's a fun strong one. imagery. Yeah. All right, next one's just down the road from you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Debris from United Airlines Boeing 777 falls on Broomfield neighborhoods. Nobody, somehow magically, you look at these pictures, nobody was hurt. Like, an intake cow fell through a dude's roof. He was, like, making a sandwich, and this piece of a plane just fell through his roof. Like, stuff fell into this giant park like the there's a video of the engine just like burning like the the guy sitting next to the engine is just filming it just uh, it's it's just crazy not a single person was hurt they landed it safely just a pretty crazy uh day i'm flying next week here's hoping i don't make the news mm-hmm yeah it's crazy imagery um it makes me think of a movie in particular. And I'm going to throw it out there now. This is kind of a way to incentivize our listeners, I guess. If you know what movie this news story makes me think of, I will send you a free Jacob Wayne Show mug. Oh, You dang. have to write in to fakoshka at gmail.com, though. Ooh. So you have to tell me what movie I'm thinking of. If you can go ahead and give the gist of the story one more time. Oh, just a passenger plane flying from Denver to Honolulu. One of the engines came apart and dropped a bunch of debris all over people's houses and stuff. And nobody got hurt? Not a single person. See? It immediately makes me think of a movie, but we're not going to say what it is. So if you can write in, I I will purchase you a mug myself. We're a small operation as of right now, but... I'm more that's, than willing to do it. Because awesome. if you know that movie... You deserve a mug. You, you, you're down. You, you, you're down with the Jacob Wayne show. <laughs> well, I hope so, somebody gets it. Yeah. I uh, In general, that's a crazy story. and Yeah, I guess I don't know what else to say about it other than the pictures are insane, so you should look them up. Indeed. But uh, they did land safely, right? They turned around yeah, and landed. They, they turned around, went back. You can actually like listen to the whole, watch the whole thing go down. Uh, like the how they talk to the, the landing crews and stuff and everything. So, oh. do they have any uh, passenger footage? Uh, yeah the the one video that there's a breakdown from some aviation, uh, VAS Aviation on YouTube. They show the video from a passenger that shows the engine, like engulfed in flames, all blown apart. It's pretty crazy looking. Yeah, people the freaking out. Thing, it looks like it seems to be working. No, everybody's totally chill. Damn. Yeah. Well, kudos, kudos to the pilot for. Oh, they're the probably chillest. talking them through it. Yeah, they don't sound worried at all, dude. They're just like, yeah, we're coming around. We're just doing this to make sure our landing gear is all ready to go. We're like. It wasn't like a super emergency landing, I guess. I don't know how it was, like, because it did look like the engine was still like working. They, you know, <laughs> yeah, they 
just without its like outer thing maybe i'm totally wrong i'm sure our aviation buddy will scold me if i am but what uh how likely are you well i get i think if you had to you had to but how much do you want to get on the next plane after you get off that one oh i i don't know i like i like flying and i know they have so much safety stuff i i, yeah. I still feel good about it because even then nobody you know nobody died and if and if anybody did it was like the planes are still pretty safe they can go pretty far without an engine they can I'm usually like the, land <laughs> yeah i'm of the mindset that uh well that one's engine went bad so what are the chances of the next one <laughs> like i think i'm probably my odds are pretty good now yeah what are they're the what's the one what are the odds of both of us being a serial killer Ooh. <laughs> was that just something you were thinking about last night staring up at the ceiling <laughs> uh-oh uh, weep, 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 alert two serial killers hosting a podcast show oh man all the serial killer people would love that <laughs> i feel like you wouldn't allow it to go on for too long though because it's called the jacob wayne show so you're Eventually, you'd be like, there can only be one lion in the den. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All while you're tucking it back and putting on lipstick. Yep. This is the I'm Kellen busy Wayne making show. my swastika quilt and quoting <laughs> Ayn Rand. <laughs> Prepare the laser. <laughs> well, not that laser from them. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, <Nice>. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm. I, I am proud of the pilot. Good. Well done. <laughs> Good job. We totally. We totally like. Like, serial killers. The small derail. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, we, it was almost. Yeah. It was just like them. They're. One engine caught on fire. We're like, oh boy, we better land this thing. We better get this back on track. Let's bring her home. Everybody get back on the next one. We'll be okay. Yeah. What is the next one? Episode 25? Woo! So I think it's about time for our, our next movie commentary. I think we talked about it being in about five episode increments. Yeah. But, you know, we see if we pull it off. We're trying to get our boy Neil or and or Shocky in there. Um, Yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's about time we start getting some more guests in here, too. Yeah, indeed. Start figuring that out. So we have a few few in mind we've been thinking of. And if, if you think you could be a good guest, you could write us and apply. That's true. <laughs> we'll see. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, I I'll be like, ah, oh, just some dude. And I mean, believe me, I understand. Throw, throw it in. It's like you're just some dude doing a podcast, man. Fuck you. I was like, ah, yeah, fair enough. But uh, no, yeah, just if you have a specialty or a subject That's that what you I'm really saying. know about. Oh yeah, you gotta apply. You gotta like tell, give us yeah. a reason. It's not just like yeah. Hey, hey, hey guys, I'm here. Podcast. Hey. <laughs> What's up? 
I love that fart song with the philosophy thing. That's hilarious shit. I farted once. <laughs> Don't tell like, my bishop, but I think it was rather enjoyable. <laughs> it made me feel funny in my gulags. Like when we climbed the rope in gym class. Mm-hmm. Hey, that kind of rhymed. Damn. Uh, Garth, would you like to have dinner sometime? Oh, I like well, to have <laughs> some night. <laughs> I like to have dinner every night. <laughs> oh, that's time to watch that movie. There's some there's some commercial plague on TV that uses a scene from Wayne's World, and I'm like, okay, I know, I need to watch it again. It's been way too long. Um, and we can get to the second one, but we could definitely do the movie commentary slash drinking game to Wayne's World. No, oh, that'd be a blast. That's easily top five, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Oh, yeah. so It kind of fluctuates okay. within that top five range, but it's always in there. Yep, it's classic for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. If you're going to spew. Spew, spew into, into this. <laughs> Wait up, guys. I fell on my keys. Ow. If Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralings and dick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I gonna do with a gun rack? You don't like it? Fine. You know what, Wayne? One day you're gonna lose me. I lost you two months ago. Are you mental? Get the net. Get the net. Oh man. Yep. It's a it's a rewatch time. We fear change. <laughs> See, just Jesus Christ. It's fucking classic. It's so good. All right. Well, that was a good episode, sir. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll see y'all next time. You have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye! Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.
Welcome to the Data Show.